listening to Science Groovies, culturally insensitive quantum physics and space-time stuff. With your hosts, Jen and Brian. You can find us on sciencefoobies.com. That's right, boobies. Welcome to Science Boobies, where the boobies slap you in the face and wake you out of your cause and effect misattribution cycle of misery and into the light of truth. Welcome to <clears throat> Science Boobies with Jen and Brian. Hi, Jen. Hi, Brian. Uh, so, there's a lot of my mind right now. I have a lot of my mind. I like to, I like to, to um, spill some out. And I want you to read the tea leaves of my of, of my mind right now. <laughs> this is what I'm concerned about. Okay. I'm concerned about indigo children. Uh. I'm concerned. I'm concerned that they're in danger, and that they're they're in hiding. And I know this because I just watched a documentary on indigo children, which totally freaked me out. Not only did it freak me out, it kind of depressed me because based on what I saw in the documentary, I am indeed not an indigo child. And, and you're uh, jealous? Yes. <laughs> These kids are amazing. You've read about indigo children, right? Um, not a whole lot. All right. Well, indigo children are supposed to be kids that either had past lives that they remember and or they're really old souls or they show a great wisdom of, of reality and the world beyond their, their formative years. Um, um, yeah. So... If your kid's like three years old and he's talking to you about the tilt of the earth, <laughs> or, your, or your kid's you know two and a half and he's like, yeah, I was, uh, I was, uh, I was there at um, the Battle of uh, whatever. Well, whatever. that's important to talk about it. You know, why not, why be afraid of it? Well, uh, because I, I'm not afraid of it. I, I feel bad for the kids because I'm sure the ones that are told they're indigo kids are being exploited. And the ones that are not around uh, enough enlightened people um, don't know they're indigo, so they don't fulfill their lives as much as they could. That's well, that's sad. why we need an association that's not headed by a megalomaniac psychopath. Are you referring to yourself or Donald Trump? Well, I think it would be quite insulting to consider me a psychopath. <laughs> I'm probably the most empathetic person you'll ever meet. Hey, you but know, I'm so uh, empathetic that I choose not to identify with my emotions simply because it's too it's too draining. Oh my God! See, there's so much passive aggression in what you just said. I'm very. That's your perception. There's there's none of that on my. This is just neutrality. All right, all right. Back to the indigos. So I saw on this show. It's called the Indigo Revolution, or the Indigo Evolution is what okay. it was called. And uh, so these kids, like this one kid was like talking to his dad, and he's like, Dad, 
who's Michelangelo? And Dad's like, said, well, he's a painter. He painted this, painted that. <laughs> and, and the little kid, like three years old, goes, oh, yeah, I remember. He was a really good man. And, and then the father goes, oh, you know, the father being enlightened enough to know that he, his kid might be indigo is, uh, starts with a follow-up question. like, you know, please tell me more. And the little boy uh, looks at him and says, oh, Dad, that was such a long, long time ago. Isn't that shit crazy? You do realize that I have two hypotheses, and one of those is that reincarnation is an unfalsifiable thing. I was also, thinking the same I thing. Also, I played a bunch of cells <clears throat> recently, so what? fuck yourself. If you don't like my psychic vibe, basically go fuck yourself. Because I tried to assimilate to the planet, and now, now that that didn't work, it's going to get assimilated to me. <clears throat> You'll be much happier, trust me. All right, all right, that's fine. Lower your shield and surrender your ship. Um, back to the kids, you though. Adapt your technology to our own. We got to focus on the topic at hand, Jen. And to go, children. The problem yes. is that people get, you know one-tenth of one percent of psychic abilities and they want to start exploiting others. You can't. Okay. You can't masquerade as some transcendental fucking genius. People do it all the time. I could do it if I it, wanted to. Yeah, but it's, it's not good to imitate. If you're imitating someone, here's the problem. If you're imitating somebody and then a legitimate person who actually is that way comes around, you're going to feel threatened to the point that you're going to attack them, which causes the best people in society to be attacked. So the arrogance comes from thinking you can imitate masters. It's part of the reason why society is currently suffering. Mm-hmm. And um, follow, but it's a fact. Well, I'm just thinking that um, I would like to interview one of these kids because I have a theory about the whole reincarnation thing. And, and what and is it's it? Actually, well, you're, you're going to be both happy and sad about this <laughs> because um, although it is a reincarnation theory, it's also based on the holographic universe theory. So here it is. Okay. If you were creating a video game or a simulation with all these characters and then the characters would die. What would stop you from, if you wanted to, turning them back on and putting them back in the game later on? It might be what you wanted to do. It might be part of the game instructions. That would explain reincarnation. If, if the universe is a simulation controlled by a higher, um, higher consciousness. What do you think it's of that? It's really not. Now, you don't know that, Jen. Again. Why? Do you have the desire for that to be the case is the question. I think it's, I think it's proven. I think it's proven. It, um, is, it is proffered by some delusional people. and Yeah, fucking physicists. Physicists, quantum physicists. Like I give a fuck what any physicist thinks other than myself and oh guru. My oh, my God. Okay, all I'm saying is double slit, double slit, double slit, double slit. Okay. Yeah. If if matter and particles are just possibilities before they're observed, that's exactly how you would build a simulation. 
So in that sense, we are in a simulation, but that doesn't mean that the planet isn't solid. It's not a complete light, light simulation where you're thinking, oh, we're just in this like projected 100% reality. That's only true of your actual consciousness. If the projection is all energy, it's true because all matter is energy. Therefore, there is only energy. Well, not all manifest, not all matter is manifest. What are you talking about? Mind is unmanifest and body is manifest. Okay. Forget the mind-body thing for a second here. Uh So if you're going to make a a video game simulation, (laughs) let's say you you were going to invent the Sims game all over again. You've you've seen Sims. Maybe you haven't played it, but you know what I'm talking about, right? It's a virtual universe. Or Second Life. Yeah, I know what it is. So, okay. So if you're making Second Life, and let's say you're an avatar in Second Life, um, one of the Sims, and you're in a room, you're in a virtual room, you look around, you see plants and tables and chairs and windows and whatever, right? And then your avatar walks into a different room and shuts the door. That first room disintegrates. It's no longer needed. Only will reappear once your avatar observes the room by going back in and opening the door. And then the room will reassemble based on the needed perception. Now That situation is much less probable than the one we're in, so the no, burden is on you to demonstrate no. evidence to support that particular hypothesis I'm because gonna, it's not supported. No, it's okay, double slit proves it. Double, double slit, slit doesn't do fuck all. Double slit is an electron potential function which is unmanifest. A single electron is unmanifest. Matter, solid matter is manifest. Delayed eraser quantum physics. The delayed this eraser experiment. really egocentric, doesn't it? That everything only exists when you're in proximity to it? It doesn't make it's, any sense at it's, all. Well, you know, it, it's a fact. It's like um, if you're um, living in a third world country, you know, you're going to be poor. It's just a fact. You know, if you're living in a, in a country where the average income is a dollar a day, you're probably going to be one of the poor people. And it's just a fact. So the, fa- the fact is that because if you were going to create a sim universe, it would, it would automatically – even if you just were to today do it, if you were to buy the development software and create a universe, the rules already built into the development software would say, would dictate that when your avatar leaves the room, the room disappears. It gets stored as data used in case there's a possibility it may be needed again. When your avatar walks back into the first room, the needs are activated and the probability is, because of observation, turns into reality, and that room is reassembled. And that's exactly what you see with the delayed eraser quantum experiment. So to me, that's honestly proof positive that we are in some sort of simulation, that there is some higher authority or consciousness. Some people call okay, well, it there God. There is a higher consciousness, yes. Yeah. We are not in a simulation. You don't know that. You you can't prove that. There's no evidence to support it. I just fucking told you. I just fucking told you. Did some acrobatics logically to rationalize why we might be plausibly in a simulation, but look around for fuck's sake. It's a solid planet, obviously. You just said, okay, audience, audience, Jen is just saying, listen, 
Jen does not believe this. Jen is just saying this, and she tells me because she she does this on, on Facebook. She, she tries to bait people by posting I'm this ridiculous shit. What? I'm not baiting shit. No, you're baiting I'm, me by saying things are solid when you know damn well it's not. You know damn well the earth is not solid. Everything has a wave-like nature, so it is possible to perturb the base grand canonical potential. It is possible to perturb the grand canonical potential function of mass of a particular set of mass. Yes, it's possible to do that, um, but that that precludes the possibility of it being projected from elsewhere because the measurement limit. So yes, in a way, there's always wave-like nature to all. But this would be outside the measurement limit because if we were in a simulation, rule there of light, the measurement limit wouldn't apply. There's nothing outside the measurement limit. But there would be if there was an outside simulation. That would that would mean things like the measurement limit, things like um, uh, the law of conservation of energy would be um, rules that were created for us, but not the actual rules. So, Don't you think that's intellectual masturbation? Because I do. Well, you know what? I wouldn't be the first free thinker to be guilty of intellectual masturbation. But back to this. It doesn't issue here. give you any real results. It I'm just makes okay. you in fantasy. No joke. Let's let let's be serious for a minute, Joe. Okay. Let's be okay. serious for a minute. All right. Let's be, let's put aside our internet personas and just be just two people that are having a scientific conversation. Okay. A metaphysical, yeah. scientific conversation. Well, we got to hold it down. All right. The fact that when you are not observing elementary particles, that they disappear <laughs> and only reappear when you see them again, is proof. This has been repeated thousands of times, this experiment, and it works every single time, even on the macro scale, when the experiment <laughs> is done with polarized lenses. Now, if that, uh-huh. if that works every time, and if you were going to make a video game, you would use the same exact rules, it's pretty obvious that this reality we're in is that simulation. It, our reality has a wave-like nature. It's not a simulation, though. It has a it, wave-like nature. Why would it need to have a wave-like nature if it was not a simulation? It would be a waste um, of intent. Okay, so there's two options. It has a wave-like nature or a particle-like nature, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the only two fucking options. It's the same yes, with the quantum the mind only... hypothesis. The mind either you... is or isn't a quantum mind hypothesis. It's either one or the other. It either is a quantum mind or it's a physical mind. It's not a physical mind, ergo it's a quantum mind. Everybody right. is having a really hard time with my five-step logic process. So you can imagine. You go... There are times need... when I'm a little frustrated. You need to come up with some new theories. All right. Your, your quantum mind thing is great. Theories. That's it. Well, my theory is the double slit proves that we are in a simulation. That's it. It's no, proof. I proved it. Proof that there is a wave-like nature to the universe. Why? Answer this, Jen. Why would there need to be a wave-like nature to the universe if the universe was only based on classical matter? It's not based on classical matter. Classical matter is the illusion. That's the part that you guys have to get your heads around. Classical no, but like is the part false. Perceptually, it's based on classical matter. Now, if you dig deeper, it's wave energy. Great. Well, they've made the same error. They've based it on a particle theory. Okay, but why would the universe bother assembling itself in wave form as the only reason to create a wave form 
I don't care that the universe is wave-like in nature. Do you understand that? I'm fucking indifferent. No, but you you can't be indifferent because this is the crux of the matter. The only reason you need to create a universe where, where the um, elementary particles and things that are even smaller than that are, are wave-like is in case you needed to alter their existence based on perception and you needed to alter it quickly. It would be much more efficient to alter uh, reality based on perception if, if everything was in a wave-like function rather than if everything were in a particle function. You wouldn't need well, now, one... now you're on something, Mr. <laughs> I don't want to say what I was going to say. Well, listen, I'm, 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 not, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. If you had to do that with a particle-based universe, you'd have to have one, two, three, maybe four extra steps. It would, be, it, it, it would not make sense. It would, wouldn't, there'd be no need for those extra steps. So well, if you're going to be efficient... there is granularity to matter. So there is but a... But beyond that, beyond that, there is no granularity. To me, to me discreteness is a, pro, is, a, is a property of particle and the Heisenberg uncertainty principle is waveform exclusion. See, now you're just making shit up. So, well, the, the exclusion of waveforms, two quantum mechanical waveforms cannot, which are um, fermionic, can't occupy the same quantum state simultaneously. If they're the same particle, they can. They can't. It's not po- it's the, called quantum state. If they're the same electron, they can. If it's all the same electron, they can. <gasps> no. True. That is, can. It's called the uncertainty principle. Oh, sorry, it's called the poly exclusion principle. What if every particle in the universe, or quote unquote particle in the universe, is the same particle? Uh, it is in a way, yeah. Which is superpositioned up the There's only one fundamental waveform node. It's a neutron. All right, fine. We'll go go back to that in a second. I want you to do a little experiment for me, okay? I want you to do it. I can do an experiment with you right now and with the audience right now, okay, to to (laughs) prove my point. Ready? I want you to pick a a light source in in your room, a lamp or something. You have a light source, right? We got a bunch. Okay. Pick one that's kind of uh, not dispersed too much, like an LED light or something that's that's focused. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Now I want you to look at that light source and cross your eyes and tell me, do you see now two light sources when you cross your yep, eyes? I do. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's pretty great. That particle, or that you could say that particle is now superpositioned. It's in two places no, the, at once. The, based the on your quantum mind projector is out of phase. No, you just crossed your eyes. Don't you have to. You don't have to be all sciencey about this. You, yeah, you cross it's your, hearing the vision. I'm just saying, it, it it's a simile. It's an analogy. It's a way to to show you that if you cross your eyes, you have two different light sources, but they're inextricably connected. Just like um, particles are entangled, um, they may be the same particle. In fact, maybe just like the light source is the same particle, even though you're seeing two of them. And isn't it true that when uh, when physicists look at um, at particles that are in superposition, if they move one of them, the rest of them disappear, and they immediately go back to uh, a regular position, so to speak. Just like if you were to try to reach into one of those uh, two 
light sources that you're seeing by crossing your eyes, it's, it's not going to be there. You're only going to reach one of them because there's only one of them that's there. But you're okay. seeing both. Okay, just like you're seeing all the superposition particles in uh, in some lab equipment, but then if, you know, if, if as soon as you hit the right one, the rest of them go away. How do you explain that? It's on a continuum. Oh, now you sound like a hippie. Entanglement is on a continuum. You can think of it oh. like consciousness. Okay. So let's say, you know, do you ever think of someone when they call you, like right before they call you, you think about someone? Yes. Okay, so that means you're entangled with their consciousness on some level that you can recognize each other before you actually make that connection. Okay. How does entanglement happen is that your mind is always on many levels of magnification. It exists on, potentially it could exist on any level of magnification, although obviously most people it's not going to be that big. What, what's your point? Well, that's, I'm not sure what my point is. <laughs> That's what I figured. I think all this comes down to some some insecurity on your part because oh my god, no, because listen, so you have this physics degree. I think in some deep part of your of your soul of your black soul, okay, that and I say that with the warmest of intent that you have mm-hmm. the blackest, deepest, blackest, most brutal soul out there. And ladies and gentlemen of the audience. This one doesn't mean she wouldn't be a great date. This just means she's deeper and, and has more um, more building material in her soul than everyone else's soul. Everyone else's soul is like a balloon. Jen's is like um, a cement block. There's a lot there. There's a lot of tangible mass there. That is so nice of you to say yeah. that. Something I could write in a Valentine's Day card to you someday. <laughs> um, but um, what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. Well, anyway. Anyway, so my theory holds true. It's been tested. It's real. The universe is, is a simulation. By getting into these false theories, you're denying the true nature of reality, which is still quite fascinating, yet it's not, it's rooted in reality. I don't say it's not fascinating. Just because we're in a simulation doesn't mean that there's not not the unknown, the unexplained, the 40 flying around there in in the ether, you know, waiting to, like, surprise us and, you know, and enamor us, like uh, ghosts and and, and UFOs and, and, um, I don't know, whatever else people see in the night, you know. Um, black-eyed children, you know. Um, you've heard the stories. Uh, kids show up at your door. Um, they have uh, you know, black eyes. Like There's no white in their eyes, and, and, they, and they speak this weird, weird um, computerized English almost, um, saying, you know, we need to come in, and you need, you need to, to let us in. And then the person goes, uh, well, I can't let you in. You know, who are you? And they're, like, really intent, like, you have to let us in. And then the person will shut the door and open it again, and, and the children disappear. Disappear. Gone. Nowhere to be found. Now, everybody's totally unexplained. There are thousands <laughs> of those instances around. No one has actually figured out who these kids are. Whether they're related to the indigo children, we don't know. I think they're not related. I, th- I think black hat children are a projection from a possible alien um, culture that is trying to learn more about us. So what would support this hypothesis? In terms of well, just first-hand, first-hand uh, witnesses, uh, listening to stories uh, of people who've encountered these children, 
and analyzing them, looking for, for similarities, and uh, trying to figure out what could be causing, you know, the variables that these people are experiencing with these kids. And you know, I've come to the conclusion that it's, it's got to be some computerized or projected scout from an alien uh, civilization. Uh, and, and the kids aren't actually there physically, which allows them to disappear. I know this getting into the esoteric. I'm sorry. I know this show. This show isn't really meant to be like that, but that's that's fine. Uh, there's plenty of other places you can go to read about the black-eyed kids, but whatever. We'll we'll leave that subject on the shelf. Um, but um, we want to come and plant our faces firmly into the science boobies. Yes. <laughs> let's let's plant our faces directly in between the science movies. Yeah, is that fun? Um, but science is not meant to be this black and white um sharp-edged knife. It's meant to be a jumble of different uh multifaceted edges because every time you learn something in science, if you if you solve one problem, if you learn one thing, there's then two deeper questions that get created. I actually, Am I right? No, I kind of schlong science in the sense that now they can't really do any more of their particle theories because they're all bunk. String theory is bullshit. Pretty you just don't like string theory because you didn't invent it. Oh, please. Like I have a fucking insecurity over not having invented enough things. I wish I could have someone to delegate Trump's work to. But everybody just wants to plagiarize me because they don't actually want to collaborate. They just want to plagiarize. And I I think it's because most people never actually had a real personality. And and I absolutely breaks my heart to admit that. Nothing breaks your heart, Jen. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. No. No, it doesn't. You are cyborg. Nothing breaks <laughs> Whatever you need to tell yourself, but I'm the most sensitive person probably that I don't want to say in existence, but I'm very sensitive. So Well, you, you know, are the most closeted, sensitive person I've ever met. If that I don't okay. like to get involved in emotional stuff, and it's not up to me to conform to those ideologies. They're mere ideologies. So I'm presenting an alternate ideology and hiding out in my own cult ideology. And if I don't like it, well, crap. That's... Very, very intriguing. Um, Trust me, it's a garbage ideology. My ideology is literally, I don't want to say perfect, but it's so good. And obviously right. everyone's going to want to be involved. Let me ask you a question, Jim. Yeah. Who do you think, or what do you think, could be powering our holographic universe? Matter is self-manifested. That's impossible. Because it exists. And they are self. Uh, every every matter wave is like self-propelled. You cannot have intention without some some intelligent process. Otherwise, the the matter would never decide. The matter universe Man- is, is self-connected in a in a, ma- a massive potential function. So, yeah. But someone has to flip the switch. No. Yes. No. Yes. Why does there need to be an intelligent creator? It defies Occam's razor. Because let's say let's say there's a piece <laughs> of matter. Let's say there's um, this uh, prehistoric Big Bang 
ultra-high-density piece of matter that contains all the matter in the universe in one little dot, okay? Let's say that was self-manifested, okay? Let's say it's floating out there in the nothingness, okay? Let's say all this is, is true. There has to be an intellectual intent for that to explode, to create the universe. If you don't have that intent, it'll just sit there forever. Nothing will happen to it. Math? Does math come from somewhere or nowhere? We don't know. It's not knowable. That level of it is not knowable. But the origin appears to be hyperdense. Yes, I know. But something had to tell the hyperdense element to do its thing. Yeah, it's called gravity. This is before there was gravity, Jen. Nice try. Gravity is a primal force. Before then, before gravity was formed, before the primal force there of gravity. There was nothing before gravity. Before the law of conservation of energy, before matters and waves and particles were created, before all, any of those rules were Even created. Even if there was, were something before gravity, we'd have no way to observe it. Gravity is a primal force. I went through this a jillion times, okay? Gravity is literally the first one. I'm not even sure if gravity and uncertainty are different. They might not even be different. That's that's crazy ass. That's a crazy. That's some crazy shit right there. No, but, I don't you know, think it's that crazy. But listen, listen. If you drive down the street, and you, okay. see, you know, obviously sometimes you see you know raccoons that get killed and they're laying on the side of the road, right? Okay. That yeah. raccoon that's dead is not going to wake up again and scurry away. It's dead. There needs to be an intelligent, lifelike force in that raccoon for it to move. Otherwise, it's just going to sit there. And right. just like that, the Big Bang particle, whatever it was, the hyperdense particle, had to have some intelligent intent either within itself or controlling it to decide to create the universe. Well, I don't know what that has to do with a dead animal. Because the dead animal is going to continue to be a dead animal unless the dead animal has some life process in it, a.k.a. it's alive, or if um, there's some magical spell you can put on to, to, to make it alive. Otherwise, it's, it's just going to sit there. It's dead. The same, same thing with the Big Bang uh, original hyperdense particle. It's like a dead raccoon. It's just going to sit there unless there's a greater force reanimating it or dictating it to do something. I know that sounds a little gross, but it's true. <laughs> well, it was slightly, yeah, slightly disturbing, but it's, uh, it's okay. What I don't understand about you, Jess, I'm, I'm showing you these truths. I'm showing you these truths, and these truths are like, they're like keys. They're, they're unlocking the shackles that you, that you, that you have locked yourself, in, locked yourself into. And instead of uh, unlocking you're the shackles, one who's in shackles, I'm the one. No, instead of unlocking your shackles with my key, you know what you're doing? You're taking the key and you're smiling at me and flicking the key right back in my face and thinking that you're smarter than me. When in fact, <laughs> if you were smart, you would take the key and unlock your shackles and realize how imprisoned your mind was to begin with. We are two fish in a fishbowl. I've been outside the fishbowl and I see in. You have not. So you still think the fishbowl is self-manifesting, and I realize that the fishbowl was meant to be there because it was placed there. And someone placed us in the fishbowl. I just don't believe false causality, so it's hard enough to visualize how the Causality is the most malleable theory in the world, okay? Cause and effect is the only 
true way to understand anything. It's the only way to memorize anything. A sixth grade natural science teacher could, could take causality and, and twist it into a pretzel. It's, it's very easy. It proves nothing. Um, causality proves nothing? Are you fucking crazy? You're making me want to go on a homicidal rampage. You do realize that. Because causality is, is all in perception. Perception changes causality. Uh, that's bullshit. Causality never not applies, and it is, although perhaps a different opinion between people, there is an absolute determinism to causality. Look, talk to Brian Greene. Effect can come before cause. Yeah, well, this intellectual masturbation has, where has it led anybody? It's led to... Well, we, we made some strides. We made some strides. Oh, have you? Yes, we have. In what direction? Society, humanity, in the last 20 years have made incredible strides in figuring out what this you know, universe is made of and, and what the action and behavior of these particles are and what we're made of and what matter is. We've discovered so much that we actually realized that we didn't even know what matter was. And that's an exciting time that we're living in right now because like, we've realized, we're so smart that we've realized that we don't even know what matter is. If we were dumber than we are, well, we would be so like, oh. I'm so smart that I showed you what matter is. Yeah, I already knew that matter didn't, didn't exist before I met you, okay? And then you're telling me that, <laughs> oh, matter is solid. It's the periodic table, okay? It's not, there is, the, the periodic table is, is um, you know what the periodic table is? If, like, you, if, you, if you throw a pebble into a pond and you get those waves, that's your periodic table. Yeah, that, that happens on it. Okay, so just if you start with a periodic table, what you want to do is pull out from there to get bigger, and then you have to visualize that entanglement on every level. It's like it's impossible. Everything's possible. It's too complex, I think. It's just like it's way more. It's just like an infinity of complexity. It's so simple. This is so simple. Oh, my God. This is so simple. Well, I just maybe I don't have a smart brain like you do, and I can't visualize. Listen, if I had a room full of plebeians in front of me, I could, like, (laughs) Teach them about this in like an hour, okay? But you, because you're so stubborn and so and so, you know, uh, educated up um, with your um, uh, quote-unquote rebellious alt uh, physics theories, that you won't accept anything else that's more alt than you are. I'm more alt than you are. To, compared, to me, compared to compared me, to me, you are. C- compared to me, you are classical. You are you are standard model fucking head to toe compared to me you think you're rebellious bullshit i'm coming up with shit that's blowing your mind right now because we're on the radio and the audience can't see this the audience can't see that, that smoke is coming out of your ears right now jen right you, you have, i'm so unconventional that i'm just like i'm gonna be cool with the whole thing oh you're, you're so unconventional that you're that you're just not unconventional you're such a rebel that you're actually a rebel against the rebels i'm not that unconventional i'm just very what are you talking about? The, the, the periodic table is, is, is bullshit, and the standard model is bullshit, and not only is the standard is. model bullshit, not only is the standard model bullshit, the string theory is bullshit, too. Everything's bullshit to you. Well, you can't just say everything's bullshit. You've got to pick something, you know, and I've shown you, know you something that, that works. Much about, just stop for a second. If you know that much about the universe, in theory, mm-hmm. yeah. it shouldn't be a miserable thought. And pretty much everybody in physics is a miserable thought, so obviously they're doing something wrong. No, because it's like... It can't be... You cannot fucking reproach that position. If you bring your car to get fixed to a mechanic that's the best mechanic in the world, and he fixes your car perfectly, okay? You go to that mechanic's house, his cars are going to be clunkers that are always getting fixed because they don't care about their own cars. They care about the cars they're fixing. 
physicists care about solving the world's problems, not their own. I mean, uh, they say Einstein couldn't even, you know, pick his socks out or uh, find a tie that matched his suit, you know, because he, he didn't care about that stuff. Okay. Uh, what I said was pretty profound. You, you should have a retort to that. I'm sorry. I'm just bitter that the knowledge has been repressed for so long that nobody can even recognize it, and people are taking offense to it. So it's like, who are you better at? The, who are you better at? Does, where does the tide change, man? Who are you bitter at, Jen? I'm sad that people don't have higher standards for themselves. They're so fucking immature and they're so excited to rush to the last step that they completely make a fool of themselves. And it's so tiresome. It's like... Why are you getting off on this? Don't forget who's doing who a favor here. Me schlonging the media was a goddamn burnout thing for me. It was quite taxing. Uh, You're doing this because you want to. You're trying to change the world politically for your own for your own um, oh yeah um, just gratification helping the whole for world own, for your own gratification we're not oh, going to yeah. talk about this this is not a political show by the way we're not talking about you're that. projecting by the way well if I'm projecting I'm doing nothing more or less than the uh, than the universe is doing anyway since it's a projection <laughs> that's ah. very passive aggressive quantum mechanical brain hypothesis right there Congratulations no, no, no. your first reference to the quantum mechanical hypothesis and casual conversation was passive aggressive. Be that as it may, um, huh. I'm feeling as if you want to accept my theories, but you feel like you've dug yourself too deep of a hole that you no. can't climb out of it and join me. I'm reaching my hand I, out in friendship to you to, to pull you out of that hole, and you don't want to come out. Um. There's no reason I would want to be assimilated to your ideology. Slash, I've already transcended causality. I don't need any ideological advice. How can you say you transcended causality? Politically, I have no choice because people are acting, honestly, so dumb. So, obviously, if I see people pushing the accelerate button or whatever Mm -hmm. towards the direction of doom, I'm going to intervene. All right, I'm not sure what, what 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 you said means at all. It sounds a little bit apocalyptic and kind of scary, so we're not going to talk about it. Um, well, I didn't want to create an apocalypse, but you've got religious texts that are floating around that nobody yeah. challenges. Oh, okay, so hey, hey, hey. These doomsday fantasies coming true. Okay. They're delusional, okay. obviously. So all it's right. like, okay, well, do we want to allow someone's delusional religious fantasy to come to fruition because they think the universe is a simulation and it's just going to start over, which is not true. Right? Um, Uh, The dumbest people in the world the dumbest people in the world don't believe that the universe is a hologram. The dumbest people in the world believe in the Christian myth, the Islam myth, the Jewish myth, the Hindu myth, the Buddhist myth. Okay? So these people that you're talking about that are dumb are not talking about the universe as, as a hologram. I'm talking about the universe as a hologram because I'm enlightened. Because they're dumb doesn't mean you can't also be dumb, okay? You have I'm not solution. dumb. I've checked. You need checked. to take all the solutions, then you'll let you, then you lose the weight, and you won't be miserable anymore because you won't be carrying illusions with you everywhere you go because it's baggage. Listen, I've checked, and I'm not dumb, okay? I know you're not. You're not as dumb as the other people you're making fun of, 
but it doesn't what do you mean as dumb? I'm sitting here trying to explain to you how I, the proof is out there for for, for holographic universe. Both the words on a page. Whoopsie do. That's right. <laughs> what, what did you say? I said someone wrote some words on a page. Whoopsie do. That doesn't mean it's right. I I just I think the system of science is so corrupt that I would I. I I don't have any faith in it. I have no right. confidence do you in think, science. Do you think every single person that has done the double slit experiment themselves, every single one that has repeated them with exactly the same results, do you think they're all fake in their results? You're making a false equivalence between an individual electron and the totality of the planet. That is but not the, a fair equivalent. You the cannot totality make of the universe is made of those elementary particles. <sighs> right? It's not made of anything else. There's no wing nuts or screws in there. It's, it's all elementary particles or waves. The and complexity of the universe is technically held within the potential function of the periodic table. All right. So now, as ladies long, and gentlemen, this is Jen as backtracking long as now. If you interpret it properly, the potential function of the universe is within that periodic table. Jen is, reach, is, is backtracking right now. What she's doing is she is walking back some of her comments because she knows she's gone too far. She oh, my God. Seem... <laughs> yes, yes, it's true. Jen has done um, – she, she's gone a little too far. She's trying to walk back a little bit. And I appreciate <laughs> that. It's very, it's very big of you to do that. What, backtrack? Um, yeah. <laughs> All righty. Um, hey, guess what? What's up? We're going to have to end the show because um, I have things to do in, in the physical. I have, I have things to do in the particle universe right now, so I have to leave the uh, Just remember, the, function. the particle universe is the illusion. The wave universe is the reality. And the standard model's wrong. It's not right. 100% wrong. There are certain things that are right, but fundamentally, mm. there's no particle exchange. All right, all right. The, those little diagrams, those little... Penman diagrams, they don't make any sense. So I'm just what, those along. Whatever helps you sleep at night, okay? Whatever. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to scienceboobies.com, you can get your Science Boobies t-shirt. You can listen to all the other shows. We have an archive list of uh, previous episodes. Um, you can download uh, Jen's uh, uh, heavy metal um, uh, periodic table of doom. It's a free download. Pretty, pretty classic. Brian made that one. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing, I must say. <laughs> Bring it to your print shop. You can put it on your on your wall, or better yet, plaster your car with it so when you drive by, people can look at it and be amazed. Um, that's all. And um, i got to get back to the particle universe. Uh, Jen, um, I want you to have a good night and um, and uh, have a glass of wine, chill out, relax, and, and we will attack the, uh, the quantum universe uh, next time. All right. Bye-bye. podcast is hosted by Jen and Brian and was recorded using the internet, which is a series of tubes. Copyright 2016 Intentional Sharping Media Cartel. Music by David T. Chastain. Listen to more episodes on sciencespoobies.com. Yes, I said boobies. Goodbye. Now go home and read a book before your brain dies of atrophy.